0: going on, everybody. I hope this finds you striving and thriving and doing absolutely amazing. My name is Brian Martin. I'm a second grade teacher and host of the Teaching Champions podcast. And this week I'm joined by Dan Garrity. He's a professor at the College of Western Idaho, but he also has a broad range of life experiences that's influenced his teaching. He's an Air Force veteran, having flown reconnaissance missions during the Cold War as an airborne Russian linguist. He worked in the professional television industry for 15 years. And after leaving the television industry, he accepted the role of Director of Broadcast Studies at Gonzaga University. And wanting to be closer to his family, he moved to Idaho. And all of these life experiences come through in the wisdom he shares. In this conversation, pay attention to the lessons that he's learned from the world of television, the importance of listening to others' stories, why we should be developing durable skills in our students, letting every voice be heard, making it mean something for a student to be in your class, and so much more. I hope you enjoy this conversation with Dan Garrity as much as I did. I am super excited for this episode because I am joined by a friend, someone that I look up to, someone that has so much knowledge to share with all of us today. I want to welcome Professor Dan Garrity to the show.
1: Hello, Brian. And, and straight up back at you. I've been a fan of yours since, uh, you pretty much hit the social media scene. And I've, I've always been so inspired by what you do. And before we even get going, man, seriously, on behalf of a whole bunch of us teachers, thank you for continuing to exhibit the energy and, and, and make the wonderful, inspirational things that you do. They really help.
0: Well, I appreciate that so much, brother. And I feel the same about you. The first time we connected over a year ago, and mm-hmm. automatically it's one of those things where you connect with someone and you know, like you had that same mindset, that same energy, and it's just been awesome. So yeah, I and same
1: that, athletic, brother. good looks with the, uh, absolutely same, the same. We go to the same
0: barber. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell the listeners, because you have a very interesting story? You've traveled a phenomenal path. Would you
1: share that with the listeners, please? Yeah, and haven't been arrested once. Um, <laughs> I was a DJ in my college days at Northern Arizona University. I left college after five years, no degree. If they had a major in fun, I would have been Dean's List. Um, <laughs> no degree, no real direction. Thank God for the United States Air Force. And I uh, served there for 10 years and learned so, so much. I even got to teach a little bit um, in the Air Force. Got out of the Air Force and into television. The Air Force allowed me to finish my degree and that allowed mm-hmm. me to get into the, the mix of uh, the people with great hair on, on TV. I did that for about 14 years. And then I, I ended my television career in newsroom leadership. I was managing editor of a NBC and a CBS affiliate and literally walked across the street one day as a managing editor of the NBC one day. And I'm a teacher at Gonzaga University the next day because they had a little bit of a crisis with their faculty. They needed somebody to step in really, really quick. They didn't have time to check all the background <laughs> on me, luckily. <individually. laughs> and they, the, 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 the priest, Father Bob Lyons, who was in charge of the program at the time, I was an adjunct doing, mm-hmm. doing both jobs for a little while, and he asked if I would you know, consider doing it full-time. Uh, I know TV money really, really well. I had no idea. Brian. I had no idea about money and teaching. And he you know slides <laughs> this paper over to me and I look and I'm like you're kidding. He wasn't kidding. And he said you'll never be as happy or as poor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> both both were true. <laughs> both, yes. <laughs> so from there, from going from the Air Force to television and before all that you did radio what do you think were some of the skills that you were able to bring over with you to teaching?
1: Uh, That's interesting because at first I thought they were just, uh, uh, you know, tricks you could do at cocktail parties or that, you know, help people laugh or something like that. And it was the things that helped. I think number one was a legitimate care, love for Hearing somebody else's story. And I guess then I didn't really struggle. I didn't need cue cards to hold conversations with people. Conversation came easily. And then you find out, oh my goodness, uh, because you really, really care about people's stories, because, you know, you can speak glibly and put your thoughts together in a relatively, you know, short period of time logically. Gosh, they, they, they pay you money for that. That was. Kind of a given for for many of people who, who who do that in that field. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize how directly they uh, transfer into the school environment. That as a reporter, I would take uh, you know a complex event that you were not privy to, but I was, and mm-hmm. in a short period of time, I had to say, well, what are the Important things that somebody needs to know about that. I need to get their attention, and then I need to get them from here to here. here. Got it? Hey, something really, really crazy happened. You weren't there. Let me tell you. Well, is that the Pythagorean theorem? Is that you know U.S. history in 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 some regards? Right. I found, and I'm not saying that all teachers. I don't know. I don't know all teachers. I know you. I, I think that many teachers are good storytellers and a good storyteller is one who truly understands the audience, their, uh, the, the language, their audience speaks. Yes. Is able to excite them about something and uh, put it in terms that they can understand and then kind of challenge them to now that you know that that's not good. And I you know that do something mm-hmm. with it.
0: I love that. Understand the language your audience speaks. You know, sometimes we want to communicate in how we, we do it, like how we receive communication. It's understanding because we're all different. We all receive messages differently. So it's really understanding because every student, whether you're with my second graders, whether you're in a room full of high school students, or you're at the collegiate level, all of our students communicate a little bit differently. And if I want to connect, I have to understand how do they receive those messages?
1: Dude. And, and have, have you ever heard that term? Oh, let me dumb that down for you. Mm-hmm. I hate that term uh, because here, I'll give you an example oh Brian should I dumb that down for you hey, how you do that was just in a different language, man and you were dumb what a what a what a dumb thing to say that 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 so I think the smartest thing to do is like how do you um uh, uh, speak how do you learn i I was just at this great conference in las vegas gosh thanks CWI, for sending me to to Las Vegas. Yeah. Kinda, uh, but great, 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 um, takeaways about, um, the way we challenge our students with, um, durable skills require that you not just acquire the information, but then you apply it to a challenge that doesn't come with complete instructions. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's the, uh, the other thing that uh, that that storytellers can do is like you get somebody excited about the thing okay now you got it and now i'm going to step back and you keep the story going wherever you want to take it
0: yes absolutely and you were ta- telling me before we started taping this conversation a little bit about this conference and these durable skills Always tip are? the dealers is number one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what are some of those durable skills?
1: I even used to be among the uh, uninitiated who called them soft skills. And we called them soft skills because it was easy to make a, a clear delineation between can you torque it to 38 degrees? Yup. Can you take on, you know, critical thinking like, oh, that's hard. So we'll call that, you know, soft skills, the mm-hmm. inner communication looking someone in the eye being genuinely curious showing up on time uh coming through with you know, solutions instead of excuses uh so yeah they're um it's a challenge to to define but and i'm and I'm dealing with that very issue right now brian with my students who are getting ready to graduate i've got a bunch of them getting ready to to leave us in December as marketing majors. Mm-hmm. And that is actually their homework. But they won't be listening, but uh, that's their <laughs> homework for what we're going to be talking about on Wednesday. And that is, how do you, Timmy, Anita, whoever, how do you explain to a potential employer your acumen with durable skills? And you know the way I've decided to help them answer that is by giving them, it's about a 10-week-long challenge throughout the semester. And mm-hmm. for the marketing students, um, they have to you know create an actual campaign for an actual client who has actual customers. And and it's very frustrating for them at first. For me, it's easy-schmeasy because I, I, uh, they say, well, what do you want us to do? And I'm like, well, you know, you've taken X amount of quizzes so far. You've, you've engaged in X amount of discussion boards so far. We've gone through creative exercises in class. What I want you to do is increase the viewership of your client's product. And how mm-hmm. is completely up to you. In fact, I tell them, you can't mess this up. You cannot possibly mess this up. It's like in you know in ceramics. You know, make an ashtray. Don't make an ashtray. Smoking's bad. You know, make a flower pot. And and, and, and who am I to say? Well, you know, if, if the thing falls apart, sure. But other mm-hmm. than that, um, you know, you made the best pot you could make. And in this regard, uh, your only job is to make the best campaign you can. Now, um, the, the secret, I'm going to tell them, Brian, on Wednesday, is that they must use the very fact that I withheld many of the instructions from them. It is essential that they weave that into their narrative to Mm -hmm. do exactly the thing that we're talking about. How do you let somebody know you're quite capable of of engagement with durable skills? I hope this is an answer to that.
0: I love that. It sounds like, and you do so many awesome and fun activities that really push the students because that's how we met we met you you contacted me and <laughs> we got i got to be on a little uh show with your your students that were going into three that TV, Q's
1: in three you yeah yes
0: going into that tv production what are some of the activities that, that you're doing right now outside the one you just described and some maybe that you've done in the past to yeah. really, you know, we talk about student engagement at the mm-hmm. younger level. Well, mm-hmm. that's real student engagement, what you're doing right there. So what are some of the activities that you do with the college students?
1: Uh, you know, because the concept of team is so important. And I'm not talking about, you know, picking for the volleyball team at, at recess. I'm talking about, you know, getting a gig in the profession. My students come in pretty motivated and they they, they, they listen to this. I'm like, you need to get good at this in order to, you know, join the professional ranks. I'm like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. What do I need to do? I'm like, Projects with teams like ah, oh, they, all of a sudden they look like Bella Lugosi. Oh, holy, what? <laughs> um, and so it is completely incumbent upon me and a lot of us, I think, to help them with that, and not just by giving them a bunch of projects work. You know, stuff. You know the, the the you know the silly the, the the whippings will continue until morale improves. like I'm going to give you more project work until you like project work. So I started with this hypothesis that, that, no, I didn't. Aristotle did. The purest form of justice is that between friends. And I really, really vibe with that. So I'm like, how can I make sure that they're really willing to invest, not just in the project, but in each other? You were in the Army. I was in the Air Force and, and many, many times it, 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 you know it wasn't about you know the glory of the country it was about Brian is next to me and why am i going to you know exert extraordinary effort cuz Dan's next to me that's why so i wanted somehow some way to bring that into you know my milieu and um so we invest i i take it on myself i have invested a good 10% of contact hours in community building so that it's easy for me in, in marketing and media arts and communications. I literally have outcomes called durable skills. Mm-hmm. Uh, could you do that in math? I don't know. Uh, but I'm not smart enough to teach in math. So, you know, lucky for all of us, but, <laughs> um, so for the first part of class, we play this game called what's wonderful. And, um, every student, has to go in, in, in a small enough class, uh, mm-hmm. you know, 12, 15. I'll hear from every single student in the class. And then they have to tell me us, tell me something cool that's going on. Now I know that I started this around the COVIDs, like just before. And uh, mm-hmm. I was thinking, boy, if, if I said, uh, you know, what's awful? Nobody would have any problem coming up with a half an hour of material for that. So sometimes uh we'd go around, hey, you know, what's wonderful? And somebody would have to stop and think for a minute. And I'm like, that's cool. Take your time. Right. So it was, you know, developing those durable skills, even though, you know, I wasn't cool enough to call it that yet. I didn't really understand, mm-hmm. but the students totally dug it and really invested in it. And there are some classes, even at my school, where, they 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 finish at the end of the semester and they don't know everybody's names. In these classes, you don't know everybody's names. You know, sixteen things that they think are wonderful because we have sixteen weeks in the semester and we do this once once a week. Um, awesome. I then had to figure out a way. And thanks. I'm glad you dig it. And and I've you know been you know so honored to to get to talk about it at a couple of other. Um, conferences and, and people mm-hmm. kind of dig it. But one of the things this one guy said was, you know, cool, but what do you do with a room of 30? And uh, I, you know, my biggest class is about 25. And so I did try to, well, so the way I have tried to uh, accomplish that is you split them up into however many groups of four and every voice is heard every single we meet once a week, every single person Mm -hmm. gets to say, you know, even if it's, you know, what somebody else might consider not so wonderful, everybody gets to uh, pipe up and then it is up to each group to share one of their wonderfuls with the group. And, you know, the silly little uh, uh, joke is, do I have one here? I, I, I give ridiculous prizes away. And sometimes it's we have CWI chapstick, Brian, sometimes I give that away. Sometimes it's a, you know, a a ridiculous pen, but really just meant to honor everybody and make sure that every single person knows that we're interested in them and we're glad something wonderful happened to them. I hope that translates into, you know, increased outcomes. I don't know.
0: I absolutely love that. I think it, it's teaching that every, like you said, every voice matters. My students at the, at the end of the day, we finish our day up w- with a circle. And we have different topics on different days and stuff. But we talk about what was a, a good thing for you today often. And it's get, And then we talk about because, you know, at the end of the day, and I, it probably doesn't matter whether you're seven years old or you're a 20 year old mm. in in a college course. Like your mind's a little shot, and it takes <laughs> some some reminders. You know, good friends are interested that we want to, uh, and we talk about you know those durable skills like watching with our eyes. My friend uh, Olivia Chan, she she talks about you know heart to heart that you're you're having your body face that uh other person that, yeah, that's speaking. And yeah, she talks a lot about atomic interactions, which is pretty awesome. I think it's just setting and planting those seeds at every single level. And that we just keep working it because there's people in the workplace. You know, we talk a lot about kids, but there's adults that just don't feel seen at all. I think everywhere we go. And it's important that we just uh, let everybody know that they're I seen preach. and heard and valued. I,
1: this I, I I told you this before we started, man. That 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 is one of your gifts, Brian. That you really do see people and listen and 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 hear. So for somebody who is is listening, like what I asked if uh, my granddaughters could come in and meet this celebrity before Brian started <laughs> recording this very podcast. I had told them about him and their um, seven and nine and they were, you know, enthralled and got to ask him some questions, but I was watching Brian <laughs> interact with them and he was a hundred percent all about it. Like, like all his attention was on them. And Brian, I've not been able to witness you in class, but kind of mm-hmm. right. Is that you you're right. in class? And right. I guess that's kind of you at the grocery store. And that's kind of you on the basketball court.
0: That's just you. I appreciate you so much, my friend. And, uh, you know, people are pretty interesting. I I always go by one of my favorite quotes is by Dale Carnegie. And he says, if you want to be interested, or if you want to be interesting, be interested. And if we stop and we step back and we just listen, we can learn so much from every single person.
1: Preach. I believe that i I also quote Dale Carnegie isn't that interesting
0: yeah I, I said we're very like minded my friend mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. now being up at, at the collegiate level, what are some things that that you could let the people that you know were k through 12, kindergarten through twelfth grade what are some skills that you're seeing that uh that need to be worked on? A little bit, maybe some of those durable skills. Or do you see kids that come up to you and they're they're they struggle with that perfectionism? No, I feel
1: you, yeah, yeah, no, I got you. But, but you know, kind of it's like if if I met you, um, at a bar and and you were a Vietnam era Marine, it's almost like you're saying, you know what, your shoes are kind of muddy and I wish you'd just stand up a little bit straight, like, oh my god. The K through 12 teachers, Brian, are the Marines of the whole academia. And, and I had a friend one time, we were both in television. I got into, you know, teaching at Gonzaga. He was um, teaching, he was teaching Teach for America in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. And we were talking one time and he goes, man, Dan, I can't wait till I can really challenge myself and do the hard thing like you're doing and i snorted dude the hard thing so k through 12 colleagues I bow down um, yeah
0: i wasn't trying to set you up with a loaded question <laughs> no 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 <laughs> I'm and put you out
1: and, <laughs> no. But, no and but but um i will and, and it's not like you know we we sit around at faculty cocktail parties and go that's ah, freaking fourth grade teacher but man writing 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 I don't think our students can write enough. And, and mm-hmm. I'm pointing the fingers right back at, at myself and us. But I think, you know what? I'm going to come clean, my brother. I, I I did call out K through 12. I, I said this to my students um, a little while back. I'm like, American academia has kind of failed you. Mm-hmm. And because like, a student said, well, what do you want us to do? It was it was you know regarding the very thing the the, the the critical thinking skill that we're we're talking about right and I taught at a private institution for you know eighteen years and I've been teaching out at a state institution for a little bit of time and you know this was a revelation to me that state institutions need you to take standardized tests and to file this form and that form and stuff. Like, that. okay, I dig it. I dig it. Mm -hmm. So I kind of understand how ah, without ever having been five days a week from eight o'clock in the morning until three o'clock in the afternoon with, you know, young, hungry, needy, you know, I I, I don't claim to know that, but uh, I would love it if you made me king of the universe for about five minutes, I would do away with grading the way it stands right now. I'd freaking do away with, I think there's so
0: much, uh, so yeah. many teachers that would absolutely agree yeah, with. you. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, and,
0: you know, kind of push a little bit more toward
1: um, you can figure it out. You can do it. And, and just like in Mr. Martin's class, you should screw up big. I can't wait for us to talk about how you screwed up after <laughs> the project is over. You, uh, can, can, can I turn that around, brother? Because you and I have spoken a lot about mm-hmm. the similarities. A student's a student's a student, and some are taller than others. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but what what would you like you know, me and my colleagues here and, and, and other places to do?
0: There? You know, it, it's interesting because... Like, uh, you get them after I I do. So the, the question, anyway, I wasn't trying to load it up. It's just uh, to really know what skills uh, they're lacking when they, because you're the final step. And I always view it as, you know, we're one big team. So it's not like I'm going to look down at a, a first grade teacher Amen. and say, you know, you didn't do your job. It's Amen. every kid's going to come where they're at. And what's our job? To meet them where they're at and take them to as far as we can get them. And then the the next year, you know, we just keep passing it on. So Mm -hmm. yeah, it's just uh, the older I get, the more I believe in, obviously we need those foundational skills with the reading, the writing, the math, but I'm getting more into like the, the creativity. I want the grit, the perseverance that, uh, how do we handle battling perfectionism where it's Mm. not a hindrance? I think perfect. There's a place for it. I, I think probably someone like Steve Jobs was very much a perfectionist. so so you need certain things, but I and maybe uh, I'd love to hear your opinion on it. but but uh, I also, the more I listen to these great thought leaders talk, it's not making one great project. It's those people that make a thousand projects and they learned after every single project and that made them grow and and blossom rather than just getting caught up on a single individual one
1: Are, are you one of those who gets trapped with perfectionism
0: I'll speak for my my wife would tell you absolutely not. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> I, I okay. am not a, a perfectionist I think that's healthy. I think that's healthy. A, any stretch of the imagination. I think that's very healthy. I
1: I uh, do fall victim to that a lot, and I thought I had it licked as some perfectionists do. And I, to me, I got to come up with you know a bumper sticker that could mm-hmm. like, "Okay, you don't have to be perfect every time. Just next time." And like for years, I was thinking, Dan, you are the most, you knocked it out of the park again. That's the And my sister is just like, Oh, you still don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> and she's right as usual. Mm-hmm. Um, th- th- I'll tell you the thing that I, one of the things I picked up on from K through 12 that, um, you embody and that so attracted me to your, your message or your brand, as we call it mm. in marketing. Was inclusion, and and making sure that you know your student has a smile on their face when they walk in the freaking door. And I've saw some of those inspirational you know videos. Do you want a handshake, a hug, or a mm-hmm. Or you know you you do some things with your uh, your champions, and there's a there's a chant, and it means something to be in Mr. Martin's class. It means something that you know this is this is where i sit and and this is where i fit in literally to my culture and so i think that maybe not k through 12 but maybe k through you know 5 6 when you are in the same room like that you cats have known that for a really really long time and you just kind of like breathe it it's like asking a fish how's the water what water it's like asking a k through 5 uh-huh. teacher what about the community? That's just what you do. Well, uh, you know, at least one of your brethren in another, uh, you know, part of academia has taken great inspiration, great inspiration from that. And as I mentioned, the kids dig it. Uh, the kids, my students, seem to appreciate mm-hmm. it. So it's a it works well.
0: That's awesome. I know you do a phenomenal job, my friend. You're nice to say that. Thank you. Now, let me ask you this here real quick. Last like teaching related question. Then we'll get into some other fun ones. Marketing wise or the other instruction based content area that you're focused on. What are some one or two best practices that you found at your level? We have a good TAC, the TAC is a technical advisory committee. <laughs>
1: <And> <laughs> these are made up of, you know, people who are friendly to the College of Western Idaho, friendly to me, my um, alumni a lot, because, you know, once you're an alum, I don't say, well, this is the Gonzaga pot of alums. and They're all just like in the same pot. So mm-hmm. um, draw somehow, some way on making sure that you can give your students not what's happening in the last published edition of the marketing textbook, but what's happening next week with the Super Bowl or whatever it is. And blessedly, mm-hmm. we have, um, um, you know, several people who, who, do, and I think, frankly, if you ask anybody, they would be willing to do it. So, you know, keep the thing fresh. Um, in marketing, uh, there's this thing known as, um, social listening. First of all, most of my, if not all of my curricular effort is designed for social media marketing. Our program mm-hmm. is moving completely online. Pretty soon, it'll be nothing but OER, no, no textbook fees or anything like that. Woohoo. But, um, I, I think what will remain is to be able to allow the students through social listening, uh, get their own lay of the land. And then through the articulation, they learn through, you know, the, the I won't say textbooks or the OERs, whatever the, the the resources are, be able to formulate their own plan. I did this the same way in video production classes mm-hmm. that I don't want to give you, the analogy would be a, a paint by numbers kind of thing. Look at this cool clown! You I won't even tell you to make a clown. I'll say make something funny. Make something that you think is funny, and make it look the way you think it needs to look. Right. Um, so it, basically, those kind of open-ended challenges, and then to kind of make them real. This was another great um breakout session I, I had at this conference. Was A couple of people in, I think it was Minnesota, who taught algebra and geometry through house building. (laughs) So, if you you get the answer, if you get number four wrong, a wall just fell down. (laughs) So, you know, there, there are more. The the implications are a little bit uh, more concrete to the Mm -hmm. student when they're attached to. Um, a real a real project.
0: I absolutely love those ideas. And one of the things that I love when we first connected. So you reached out, you contacted me and to participate in something that you were having your students do. So when you're saying making it real, they made their own talk show. But then you showed me a list of all these other people that were extreme. They were professionals, that were just crushing it in their own fields. That you were having your students connect with. I absolutely love how you reached outside of the classroom, outside of the university, and we're bringing in real life professionals to talk with your students. I mean, it's it's.
1: I hope our president isn't listening. It's because I'm so dumb, Brian. I mean, I can't keep up with everything. There's, there's, okay, there's TikTok now, and in a week and a half, there's going to be schmoobity boop, and I'm not going to know how it works or, and all I have to do is call, you know, Joe Beretta or Mandy Price or any any of the, uh, uh, you know, dear ones who will still pick up the phone or respond to something. And, and I tell my current students this as well, that I tell you, man, one of the most impactful <laughs> times of the semester, This I shouldn't be admitting this to you. Like the best time <laughs> of the semester is when I'm not talking to the students and I bring in one of these alums, right? Mm-hmm. And, and like you mentioned, there's some there's some students who have done some pretty splashy things. They're so impactful. And I need to remember to do that more, by the way. But, but then w- when their guest has gone away, I'll tell the current students, they're like, oh, Professor Dan, that was so cool. And I'm like, you know, I'm glad you dug it. And I say, you know, Timmy, in five years, when I say, would you, what would you, oh, of course, what? And I say, and in five years, when I say, hey, Gladys, there's somebody who has the same kind of a dream that you did. Would you talk to her? They'll jump out of their chairs and say, yes. So Mm -hmm. understand that you're part of something way bigger and um i can't po- i'm dude i'm 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 done it's it's winter over here you know what i mean like i'm i'm right i'm closer to winning the lottery and, and retiring but um how do you stay fresh i guess i don't i just maintain relationships with people who stay fresh
0: <laughs> no and i think that makes you unbelievable i think <laughs> it, somewhere i it got painted that, that educators should know everything but we can't it's impossible mm-hmm. and the way mm-hmm. the world is moving it's moving so fast mm-hmm. that we don't need to be the sage on the stage it's about being that guide on the side and Ooh, there's a bumper sticker yeah I, that's not my bumper <laughs> sticker. i stole that one but uh connecting and that would be that would be a fun bump. game show too see
1: already you got the wheel spinning like like there is not one question we can't answer you give me a little bit of time and a little bit of connection, there is no question we couldn't resolve.
0: Hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'll give you
1: percent credit on that one. Well,
0: I appreciate that, <laughs> my friend. So I, I loved all that. Keeping it fresh, open-ended uh, challenges, keeping it real just sparks that engagement, that curiosity, that wonder, that buy-in factor. So you're doing yeah. phenomenal things, my friend. Oh, thank you. Now, two of my favorite questions that I ask everyone Bring is in. what podcast recommendations would you have and what book recommendations would you have for the listeners?
1: Um, podcasts. So I have a commute. So I get to listen to podcasts. I get to listen mm-hmm. to you. And uh, straight up, the, the, uh, so people who are listening right now, are, I dig it they're already listening people who are listening right now tell your, your other friends in education to to listen to this as well now the other one has I mean like I need to turn my brain off once in a while and so I am binging on Jack Benny uh-huh Old time radio I so appreciate I mean as a storyteller I think mm-hmm. my job and Jack Benny's job, are the same and we're the same. That is, uh, use all the technology that you possibly can to make people as much, or in my case, to help people understand as whatever. That's what what storytellers always did. So with radio specifically, to me, it's fascinating to pick up on the the really minute details that Jack Benny noticed that uh, helped make him you know, he was, he was it. He was the it comic for, you know, decades. But uh-huh. what's crazy to me is he trans, uh, he transformed from vaudeville, you know, like, like doing a little act in, in a, in a stage in front of people to radio where people just had to kind of close their eyes and imagine what he helped them to imagine to TV where mm-hmm. something actually and, and, and in all of those, uh, areas. He excelled. So yeah, once in a while, take a break and just you know. And it's and you know, it's so refreshingly good. You know, they don't uh, um, make horrible fun of people, and it's just nice,
0: nice. No, that sounds great. And the art of storytelling, yeah. you know, that's something that really hasn't changed. Different components or the stories that we tell, maybe a little bit, but there's there's a a rhythm a flow to a story. So listening to those master storytellers and really focusing on those minute details, it's special because the, what do we do as teachers? We're storytellers. Uh, I think
1: the best teachers are, let's put it that way. I think the best teachers are great storytellers.
0: Absolutely. And is there any book right now that you would like to share? What am I
1: reading right now? I'm reading, um, I was geeking out on some um. um espionage stuff because I was mm-hmm. like, you know the super spy uh in the air force uh this was the um the traitor and the patriot and but there's another one that uh I'm reading and I keep coming back to it and it's called the Art of Happiness and it's an interview by um a Western psychiatrist Uh With the Dalai Lama. So the Dalai Lama has all kinds of fantastic insight, arguably, right? But, and he understands the world from his perspective, which is very different than mine. So a smart uh, man from a Western culture uh, has that conversation and kind of interprets it, you know, puts it into a language that I can understand Mm -hmm. a little bit better. Uh, the Art of Happiness, and I will bet you a nickel, you will be happier after you read The Art of Happiness.
0: I love that. I'll
1: have to check that out. <laughs> it's almost, almost as happy as after listening to uh, uh, an episode of the Brian Martin podcast. <laughs> You're awesome, my friend.
0: <laughs> How about if, if listeners wanted to connect with you, what is the best way to do that? I mean, for another week and a half on Twitter at Prof Dan
1: G, no, uh, uh, at Prof Dan G and, uh, Instagram, Prof Dan Garrity. And I just brag about my students and my grandkids, but I do love to amplify, you know, voices like yours, Brian, and, and anybody else who has great things to say, uh, because you,
0: you,
1: you know, you don't need to have, you know, tens of thousands of, of followers to have you know this that, that so many people have mm-hmm. really 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 good ideas and they just don't get the uh you know the amplification that they need so mm-hmm. it is my honor to do that for you and for any of uh you know your listeners who who have something like that uh, it would be my honor to amplify
0: that as well very very much appreciated my friend now if you could have the listeners walk away with one thing Ooh. from today what would that thing be
1: um, you were generous enough to give me a little bit of time to consider that before we started. And thank you. And I would speak directly to the teacher listening that redefine what we call gifted. And I many, many times have gone up to a student and It's one of those things where they do something amazing and you kind of sit them down in the hall and be like, dude, do you have any idea how gifted you are? And in faculty conferences, you're like, oh, Sally is so gifted. And here's what I wish we would, one of the ways I wish we could rearticulate that. I'll say, I see Sally's gift so clearly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love that. Because I guarantee you, everyone has one as you probably know better than I uh some of them are gifted at hiding their gifts (laughs) (laughs) making it a a challenge right but um if we look for it we'll find it I promise you and um that I I'm embarrassed to say that has been a relatively recent epiphany (laughs) but
0: it's true man you look Um, for
1: that gift, you'll
0: find it. I absolutely love it. And we can't say it enough. If you look for that gift, where you put your energy, where you put Mm -hmm. your focus, if you look for that gift, you're going to find that in every single person. I think. Absolutely. I love it, my friend. And uh, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for connecting. You are such a a bright light. I loved Seeing your two grandchildren right there. That's the highlight of my Dude, night right there. Dude, it was so neat, man. It just really, really, it
1: got me a little bit misty. Um, you, I, I I now tell everybody, like, you embody the things that uh, I would see in my dad, who would just connect so directly and completely with everybody, regardless of station. Uh, and, wow. I, and I know you bring that to your classroom. And so we uh, we're all kind of trying to do that.
0: Absolutely. And it was easy to see the love that you have for those two beautiful young ladies right there. So, but uh, I appreciate you, my friend, and thank you for sharing so much wisdom. And I hope someday that we get to throw one back and continue this conversation.
1: It'll be at a final four with St. Bonaventure and Gonzaga.
0: And we will, if that happens, we, we will definitely be there. Thanks a lot, my friend. Peace. This conversation was so good, Dan dropped so many gems. Now, this is the Teaching Champions take, where I share three of my favorite takeaways. The first gem was when Dan said that we should really take the time to hear someone else's story. Because we can stand to learn so much from every single person, whether that's the students that we teach, or any adult that's in our building. Each and every single one of them have a story. And if we take the time to truly listen, we can learn, we can connect, and we can gain a deeper understanding of who the people are that are around us. The second gem that I loved was when Dan talked about how we should pay attention to how our students communicate and receive information. In communication, there's the message that's given and the message that's received. And we may think that we're conveying a message in a certain way. But if those who are receiving that message don't receive it as such, then it's up to us to recognize that and tweak the way that we communicate. And that can vary from person to person. It can vary from situation to situation. So it's important that we're cognizant of how others communicate and how they receive information. The third gem that I loved was how Dan talked about developing the durable skills in our students. Skills such as problem solving, leadership, critical thinking, teamwork skills, flexibility, adaptability, creativity, being a good listener, etc. These are skills that are so important for our champions so that they can interact with others and so that they can be successful in the workplace. Now these are just a few of the amazing gems from this conversation. Let me know on social media what are some of your favorite takeaways. And a big thank you to Dan for being so amazing and for sharing so much wisdom. Definitely appreciated, my friend. And a big thank you to all of you for being here, for being part of the Teaching Champions community. We support, we encourage, we lift each other up. And if you think someone would benefit from this message, please share. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. We have new episodes coming out every Wednesday and Sunday. And always remember, it doesn't matter if you're from rural America, from urban America, to Canada, to Spain, to Bahrain. We're all on that same team. We're all on that same mission. And we're always better together. Keep being amazing, my friends. And as you go out into the week, may you step into your strength, May you step into your shine, and let's build our champions up. Have a great week, everybody.